How do we start? How do we start? Where's the like? <sighs> so unmo- unmotivated and unenthused. What you are? Yeah. This is supposed to be your hobby. Don't know how Americans do it. <laughs> Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I can't do <laughs> it. You're from Newcastle. <laughs> you channeling your inner Geordie? Is it Geordie? Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can do. I can't do it. My inner ting doesn't want to shout it out. Yeah, that's because pandas are silent. It's going to chew in some bamboo. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I'm Mike. <laughs> it's, it's like, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> okay, anyway, I'm Mike. Okay, I'm Ting. That's, that's enough, isn't it? It's probably enough. Do we need an introduction? We probably do need an introduction. No one knows who the hell we are, but I don't care anyway. Let's okay, wait, wait, okay, then we have that like one tagline, we're meant to be a lost... It's a book club for games. Oh, I and said we're meant to be a lost... We're, we're like that TV show that started out really strong and then became utterly shit when they ran out of hatches. No, we're a book club of games in the sense that no one's read the book and we meet like once a month and half the people are only there to pick up chicks. Is that right? I've never been to a real book club. I don't actually know how these things work. Pick up chicks, there for the free food. But once a month is about right, actually, for once a book club. Right. They don't have food at a book club, do they? Otherwise, I should start going to more book clubs. I'm sure you bring your own and then if oh. you forget, handily forget, then you have to have someone else's. I don't know. I always thought a book... I don't know why we're talking about this. Sorry. <laughs> it seems quite fitting. It's not It's not a tangent, I don't feel. It's not a tangent? No. We're very conscious of, so of ten, tangents this year. It's a tenuous link. Okay. That's our New Year's resolution. No more tangents, only tenuous links. Let's see how good we are at manufacturing them. Okay, so it's our first episode of 2016. And now we're back. Hopefully we did some... Oh, we got some cool shit over Christmas, right? Um, You did. Or play it. <laughs> Or we played something. Or maybe we didn't. I don't think I don't think I got anything computer game related. I did get a nice kind of mini frying pan that you can make toasted sandwiches in. You got a robot? I got a robot that I may or may not have managed to leave in England. I have to go through my unpacking more carefully. Oh, so the current status The current status of the robot is MIA and it might be in London on a shelf in the dining room. Or it might be in the large pile of stuff that I've unpacked and haven't managed to go through yet. So an angry face means I don't know. An angry face from my sister means like you're a terrible brother and I'm never forgiving you. But also I don't know where it is. <laughs> yeah, that too. Okay. She's not sure either. Fine. So I got a Wii U. After all the umming and ahhing, it happened. But you knew you were party. Yeah, I knew you were getting a Wii U. Well, actually, I knew you were getting a Wii U or a Steam Link if they existed in Hong Kong. But given that they probably don't exist in Hong Kong, yeah, I thought it was more likely you were getting a Wii U. So it's your idea? No, um, April suggested it. So your your fiancé suggested it. Oh, gosh, we're using that label, are we? Uh, cut that out. Cut, cut that, that out. <laughs> what would you mean to refer to her as? Your your better half? I don't know. What is the, what's the appropriate designation for April? You just call it SO. That's what the kids say. Your right? SO. Yeah. Let's go okay, so your SO... So she asked me what I thought you would like. Or she actually, she asked me if I thought you would like a Wii U with Super Mario Maker. And I said, yes. And she said she wasn't sure because you seemed very hot and cold on it because you weren't sure you'd have time to play. And I said, well, he'll like it anyway. And I'm sure he'll play it if you get it. Thank you. You could have said PSP. PSP? Or, or Vita. Vita? Who's got a Vita? Oh, 
there's so many people. You'll find out in a few weeks when, when they tell you. Okay, so there was a chance I was going to get Steam Link. Thank you. There, there was a chance because, you know, I thought maybe you wanted to tone it down and have fewer game consoles and not the burden of having to play through the entire Wii U back catalogue. Well, actually, it depends on whether you're going to get a Wii U yourself. Oh, I don't know, because I've got Destiny Taken King now, so. <laughs> so, yeah, because we, we've done that as well. Yeah, we've done that as well. Though, so, have you played it? No, when I first put it in, there was some crazy, crazy install I needed to do, so I had to leave that running overnight. Really? I thought we just installed all that stuff anyway, so there's more. There's more. Oh, what garbage. I haven't played it either. <laughs> but you've been smart enough to kick off the download already. I added the download queue, but my PS4 is not on, so it's probably not doing anything. Okay, fine. So we're both morons. Not for the first time. Doesn't um, matter. We've got plenty of other things to play. So what happened? Okay, so she bought it. She hid it in the flat from Monday to Thursday in my tiny flat. It was just in the black black rubbish bag. And it's I, I hid it in the same place I hid her gift, which really hurt me. <laughs> That's really funny. We both hid it in the same fucking place. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> but hers was in a black plastic bag and I just totally disregarded it. That's interesting. So you've got black plastic bag blindness? Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'll remember that. But have you played the Wii U? Yes. Okay, what did I get? Mario World, Mario Maker, and Nintendo Land. Mario World, we played together. Co-op, it works very well. Super Mario 3D World? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what to make of it yet. It's more of the same. I heard it's really good. I heard it's the best 3D Mario game since 64. Is that because you're not counting Galaxy? No, I think that's supposed to be including Galaxy. Oh, I don't know. Because some will also say that the Galaxy games aren't real Mario platformers. They're quite linear. They are quite linear. Yeah, there's less exploration. I guess I'm not there yet to know what to make a really... It's, okay, it's very good. don't you know, know if it's as good as an, Galaxy. But you had an N64, didn't you? You yes. played Super Mario 64. Yeah. Okay. But, Mario 64, you really explored the levels. You really didn't know what to expect. But I feel this one's quite linear. As well? Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's because maybe I don't know the secrets or appreciate the secrets like you would. That's some of the best stuff, actually, when you don't even realise it's there, and then one day you're playing and you discover it. So the only way you'll know is to buy Wii U, buy 3D World and play for yourself. Okay, you're trying to encourage me to buy a Wii U as well. Yeah. I'll think about it. Think about it. It's Chinese New Year coming up. True, there's three days off. Three days off, yeah. But to be honest, I'll be busy playing The Witness. More on that later. Oh, yeah, more on that later. Mario Maker is really good. I don't think I've ever played that much 2D Mario. And now it's really opened my eyes to how clever it can be sophisticated it can be because the mario i played was quite easy the one on the ds new super mario brothers ds yeah that was a very easy one but now with people you yeah you've seen it all people creating these really painful i watched well levels. i was watching um super beard brothers yeah. super beard bros that's where most of my mario maker youtube viewing has come from and they were playing themed levels, so most of them were quite easy, and I was generally thinking Mario Maker looked kind of meh. I mean, it's kind of amusing, but nothing amazing. But then 
their most recent theme was Kaizo Mario, and Kaizo being the really punishing ROM hack of uh, Mario World and Mario 3 and some others. And now I'm thinking, oh, actually, this looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it looks, it's cruel and unusual. <laughs> so when you play those cool levels, do you really appreciate the intricacies of Mario? Before it, well, you heard me, I didn't even run through Mario. Yeah. I think it was very fucking stupid. I'd forgotten about that, actually. Have you learned to run now? Yes, I have. Okay. But even watching, oh, maybe we should talk about it later. Okay, more on it later. But when you showed me awesome games done quick, seeing what was possible, it's eye-opening. It really is. And same with Mario Maker. When you see what a level demands of the player, that's eye-opening. Oh, yeah. We should, we should talk about it later. But did you watch the Mario Maker section of awesome games done quick? No, I didn't. There's some good stuff in there as well. Oh, so other stuff got at Christmas. I'm getting an Oculus. <gasps> yes. Despite previously saying, you know, would I get an Oculus? Would I get a PlayStation VR or a Vive? And I was saying, no. Uh, you know, I'd have to try it out. I think it's probably going to be not very good or at least not worth the money for Gen 1. But I'm getting one for free now since they are giving all of the original DevKit 1 Kickstarter backers a consumer version Oculus. So, um... I should be getting that around the end of March. The only problem is Hong Kong is not one of the launch countries, so I'm actually having to get it delivered to the UK. And then from the UK, I'll have to try and either get it reshipped, reshipped here, or go back to pick it up. Or maybe someone will be coming over from the UK and they can bring it with them. So not sure exactly when I'll get my hands on it, but within the next few months, I should be getting a consumer Oculus. So they've not contacted you directly? Oh, they have. Well, I got sent a survey to give my address and where I wanted it delivered to. But I had to pick one of the 20 launch countries or say that either I want a swag bag or just to wait until it's available. So I said, I'll deliver it to the UK. But they haven't personally contacted me to confirm any like delivery time or anything yet. So does that mean you've looked closer at the Oculus pack? Um, no, I, I, when, I, when I did the delivery stuff, actually, I saw for the first time what was in the pack. I was thinking, oh, there's tons of stuff in here. Yeah. Like There's the headset, there's a, an Xbox One controller... And there's like a camera or something as well. And I was thinking, what is all this stuff? And there's also a wand or a remote as well. Is that? Oh, yeah, you're right. There's some funny thing for like downloading the... I don't know. I haven't really been following the Oculus stuff very closely since I discovered I have terrible simulation sickness. So, yeah, I'm not sure actually what's in the package. I'm like, surprise me. And use everything but the VR headset. Yeah, it's like, oh, this Xbox One controller I got for free is great. And a camera. And a camera, yay! Now, now I can do reaction vids on YouTube. On oh, Twitch. throwing up <laughs> when I put on the headset. I'll, just, I'll put it on. I'll just immediately hurl all over the screen. <laughs> if you can promise me that, we should do it. I'll, I'll take a video of you. Okay. We should move on. I do actually want a commitment from you that you'll go, you'll hurl on video for me, and then <laughs> we'll put it on YouTube. It's the only way we're going to get people to listen to us. Oh dear. Well, we should do a YouTube channel and a live stream. And so much to do. There's so much we should do. What's that noise? It's the rat in your walls. We've said this before. Wow, that is weird. Okay, maybe it's not a rat, it's a mouse. <laughs> it's probably a rat. I saw a rat the other day, actually. A big rat. They're all big. Rats are big. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I was on the way to work, and it was just, like, on the path in front of me. And then it, and then it saw me, and, was, and it was like, oh, shit, and it ran off. And it was quite big. There must have been loads of people on that path. Or were you horrendously late? I was horrendously late. It was um, 10 to 10. 
and I'm meant to be at work at 8.30. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I was just a bit late. And I was like, I got there and I was like, yeah, sorry, I slept through my alarm. What are we talking about? Okay, let's move on. Um, Either we can talk about The Witness or or some games done quick. Oh, I don't think we should talk about The Witness that much. I'm going to say I'm really excited about it. But there's like weirdly very little information. Like I tried to... I tried to see if I could buy it on Steam. Like, I don't even know what it's coming out for. I know it's coming out on PC and PS4 at launch, isn't it? That's the question. Is it a synchronized... Is that the right word? Synchronized launch? Or are they coming out on the platforms at the same time? I know it's not coming out on any other consoles other than PS4 at launch. But I know it's definitely coming out on PC. And that date? I better be. I'm pretty sure it is. But but this is what I mean. I can't find any information about it. I've seen a thing saying January 26th, but the Steam store doesn't have it for pre-order, but it is on the Steam store. The PlayStation store, I think, doesn't have it for pre-order either. And I know you shouldn't really pre-order stuff, but I was just looking. Yeah, it's not there. I don't know. So this leads on to my question, which I really wanted to ask you. What if the witness is poop? Yeah, I don't know, because this is a question of have I learned my lesson? Because... Like Master of Orion 3, I pre-ordered it. This is just to give an example of a game that I was super excited about. I really loved Master of Orion 2. I really wanted Master of Orion 3 to be good. I pre-ordered it. This game, you didn't have to pay the money. You just said you wanted to reserve a copy, essentially. So I didn't actually have to go and give them my money, but I did. I went and gave them my money and collected it. And it was garbage. And I knew it was bad. All the reviews said it was terrible. I think this is also before they had like formal review embargoes and stuff. So... Everyone just said, this game is total garbage. And I was like, but it's Master Orion. I'll enjoy it. I'm like a super fan. And I bought it. It was like, this is the worst game I've ever played in my life. How bad is garbage, though? Because you know me. I love review scores. How bad is garbage? I'm talking like 30% kind of garbage. That's shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't well, Actually, we'll have to look it up. Do you want to have a brief tangent break that we'll cut out to look it up? Yeah. Got quite good scores. Did it? IGN was was high, or they were paid off. But the other ones say between fifty seven and seventy four. One guy said, who later recanted his review and called the game brain dead, and lamenting that he'd rated it as though the AI was working. Yeah, it was absolute shit. It has got to be the biggest disappointment that I have ever played. I think I played it once for a few hours and then realized it was just completely unsalvageably bad i mean maybe maybe they patched it loads and maybe they kind of got it vaguely working but they they tried to say oh this is going to be a a 5x game so the normal 4x game and then the fifth x of experience or something like this great story and you have to discover these five antaran x's and it was just totally random like you would send ships off and it would just say x discovered and like oh what's the x it's an X. But what is it? What's the story? What do you mean? It's an X. Here's the X. I showed you the X. It's like, it made no sense. And the combat mechanics didn't make sense. And you, you got into completely ridiculous situations where both sides, I think, could have weapons that weren't strong enough to penetrate the other side's shields. The game didn't just go, oh, this is a stalemate. It would just effectively soft lock the game and you'd be constantly stuck in this battle that would never end where everyone would just be going pew pew and like not actually damaging anyone it was a really terrible game and a massive disappointment 
And what does this have to do with the witness? I don't know. What this has to do with the witness is, are you learning? So that, that's the question. Yeah. If the witness was this bad, would I buy it? If you were set up in the same scenario where you had committed to a store that you would buy the game, even though you hadn't paid for it, would you still buy the witness? If it turned out it was terrible, yeah, I probably wouldn't buy it now. I would wait for it to be in like a humble bundle or something. So are you going to pre-order the witness? Well, I don't think I can, so I think it's moot. Well, if you could. Yeah, I probably would. Because <laughs> <laughs> you say I've got a blow obsession. <laughs> so you're buying two copies, at least. Oh yeah, I'm going to get a copy for you as well, just to force you to play it. No, I don't know. I t- actually, you know, I'm a bit hot and cold on the witness. I was really, really excited for it. And now it's coming up to it, I'm just thinking, it's a long game. It's another long game. We keep playing really long games. I don't know whether I should just play some shorter things just to get a bit more of my time back. Because I've actually played a little chunks of quite a few shorter games. And I'm wondering whether that's a better use of my time rather than committing these huge, huge chunks. Because The Witness, I think, is going to be about, what, 20 hours-ish okay. to play through. But that's just for a, a straight playthrough. I think there's a lot more to discover. I think I got the impression, at least, that you could play at least two or three times that trying to find more secrets and more things. And there's going to be some deeper and more hidden meaning to the game. At least that's what Jonathan Blow, I think, likes to do, based on Braid, for example. Okay, so in two episodes' time, we'll know what you decided on. Quite so, quite so. Having said that, I think it's going to review really well. Well, I think it will review really well and sell really poorly, is my prediction. I think that a lot of people are just going to be, I don't have time for this, or I don't get it, or... Why am I moving this little blob around this maze for the hundredth time? I think that it's probably going to be critically acclaimed and not sell very well. But I'd love to be surprised and have Jonathan Blow be a notch-esque billionaire and then they can party awkwardly together in Beverly Hills. I don't know. I feel, I feel Mr. Blow knows himself well enough not to set himself up to be in the same position as Notch. I guess it doesn't stop him from being a billionaire living in the in the hills. Yeah. Jonathan Blow doesn't wear hats. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> Not that I know either of them, but I've I've never seen a photo of him wearing a hat. That's my <laughs> that's my completely pointless observation. He might have really good PR. Oh, he's waiting for that really good hat deal. Maybe maybe. <laughs> He's burned out on Team Fortress 2. He now knows that hats are not the way. They they don't bring you happiness. He only believes in virtual hats. (laughs) Sorry, this just seems strange. Are you at all excited for The Witness or are you you just humouring me? I am now because you've seen the list of games I want to play. They're all just action adventures, pretty much. This is a puzzle game. I'm not having to... My reflexes aren't tested, or my abilities to understand spell combinations. Here it's just, well, hopefully it's just a straight up puzzler. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm really, I'm almost expecting a twist. I think that's the problem. I mean, maybe I'll be disappointed because it will be a straight up puzzler. Maybe it'll just be a clever puzzler and I'll be like, oh, is that it? I'm, I'm somehow expecting something more, but maybe I've been spoiled. In what way? You want somehow, like, turn-based combat 
No, I, I think I, I just want it to be cleverer somehow. But this is what I was saying about I worry it's the sort of game I say I like rather than the game I actually like. Clever with a narrative? Have a clever narrative. Yeah, like there'll be some clever there'll be some clever narrative that's not in your face, but if you go digging for it, there's like this very clever story about what the island's about, or all the puzzles are linked together in some massive meta puzzle that there's no obvious clues about, but you can pick up if you're looking carefully, and then there's some grand puzzle on the island to solve between all the puzzles. Something like that. And that grand puzzle is optional to you. Yeah, like there's there's literally nothing in the game to suggest that this puzzle exists other than the hints of the connections between the puzzles for example or there's an entire space under the island yeah exactly like the island's actually twice as big and you just none of the trailers have hinted at this but there's like an entire other island or inside the island or something i like your thinking but i i haven't done any research i haven't looked to see if this is the case but that's the kind of twist I'm hoping for. That's a good thing. So that's, well, there you go. So that's how I feel about The Witness. And what the hell? Come back to the flat. I've come back to the flat and it's become haunted. <laughs> I leave the flat for a month and I come back and it's full of ghosts, rats, cousins. No cousins at the moment. Not yet. It's not plural, is it? No, no, no it's only one at the moment. Okay. There were more before. So they really have been... It's been a party flat then. Since <laughs> my, yeah, my flat has been a party flat since I've been away. I came back and it's full of food and drink, which is actually I can't complain about. Uh, and whiskey. It's full of whiskey. <laughs> my flat is full of whiskey now. We should drink some whiskey before we do the next podcast. Maybe it wasn't for you. That it, just, it was just left over. <laughs> it's just left over. Yeah, it's like, we got you some whiskey. <laughs> no, no, it was for me. It was in a duty-free bag. Okay. So I know it was, uh, I know it was untouched. Sorry. Anyway... <laughs> Okay, so your blow obsession is still strong. Yeah, yeah, my blow obsession is still strong. Okay, but you're not going to pre-order. No, because I can't. Well, I'm saying, what if they open the pre-orders up tomorrow? You'd still, you'd still pre- pre-order. Nah, I wouldn't really. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Also, Jonathan Blow is not a pre-order kind of guy. Jonathan Blow is like an old school, keeping it real. You know, he remembers what's important, and he's not trying to nickel and dime you with microtransactions. He's not trying to like trap you with stupid pre-order bonuses for funny hats. He's making a good game. That's literally all he cares about is making the game he wants to make. We never said anything about you being disappointed. I oh, know. I didn't think we. I don't know if we wanted to, because you're not. You're not talking about pre-ordering the witness. You're not, and you're not saying that you wouldn't buy it if it was bad. Well, you just wouldn't buy it if it was bad, would you? No, but then if you said it's the book club game, then I am in a moral quandary. Yeah, then you got to play it. I got to play it, or you got to watch me stream it. And say, wow, this game looks shit. I'm glad I didn't buy it. But you wouldn't because it's going to be amazing. What if it isn't? Game of the year. What What if it isn't? Though? Game of January 2016. Or maybe not because Pony Island came out. That's amazing, by the way. Did it come out this year? Yeah, I think it came out this year. I think it's just out. Like on January 6th or something. That's a good game. Is but that's a tangent. That's a, it's not even a tenuous link. That's a tangent. So if it's shit, we'll just what, switch up for Destiny or Pony Island? Uh, Pony Island's only three hours long, so maybe Pony Island's a safer bet. Mm-hmm. Destiny's going to just go on forever in the backgrounders. I think we bought Destiny mostly so we can keep complaining about it, because we're kind of running out of things to complain about, just because we haven't played it so long. So we need, to, we need to play again so we can whinge some more. Find new things to whinge about. That's right. Like, Sparrow Racing is gone. I was wrong. It's like a one-off thing. It's gone. What? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't want to be right. <laughs> yeah. 
bullshit. <laughs> so there you go. You know, let's let's log on and do some. Oh, it's gone. Yeah. They might charge you for it. Maybe that's what they're gonna do. Wow, that would be that would be pitchforks out, pitchforks out if that was the case. Well, we'll listen to all that. We can complain some more later. Good, good. Okay. Anyway, next topic. Okay, I, I can just say quickly, SimCity. You loved it. I fucking love that game. Yeah, you can't be disappointed. You've got some sort of weird problem. 120 hours. 120 hours. Who plays a shit game for 120 hours? So when you when you were asking me the other day if I was a crazy person, if I would finish a game that was bad, it's really good. SimCity is really good. Are you the only person who thinks this? No, there must be others. Actually, you're, I remember—I can't remember—we said this while we were recording, but you liked the multiplayer as well, didn't you? You were like, "Oh, but there's no multiplayer." And it's like multiplayer in SimCity. What are you smoking? The idea that you're contributing to something greater is great. Do you have a blow obsession? The other kind of blow. I mean, like, what's up with you? You haven't—you haven't played it. No, I haven't played it. You're right. I'm just it's really it. Good. Do I have it? I'm trying to think if I own it through some kind of origin humble bundle. And the fact that it's simplified. <laughs> I bought City Skylines over Christmas. Did you oh, say? You... Did you notice? I haven't no. played it, but I bought it. <laughs> I was really tempted to buy a copy for you. I was actually my finger was hovering over the buy button, and then I thought, no, it will just upset him. It'll just add to his backlog, and he'll find it a burden. So I didn't. I don't know if you're happy or sad about that, because then I got you Destiny instead. <laughs> yeah. I did look at City Skyline. I'm just... It's just not as polished as SimCity. Because I am a shallow person who likes pretty graphics. Really? I thought it looks better. It's years later. No, I It's got like day-night cycles and stuff. So does SimCity. Really? Okay. Maybe the, the mods all... Curved roads... SimCity has curved roads. Um, it's bigger than a postage stamp. That's a good thing, yes. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I didn't buy it. Yeah. SimCity was really good, though. Yeah, I, I I do wonder if you're the only person who thought this. Other people who played the new SimCity, if you want to say, was it any good or is Ting smoking something? For some reason, I thought building towards that centerpiece was enough to keep me going. Well, the game is so broken that it's who, somehow... Who com- did you play this with? So I played it with a couple of friends in the UK. So it it worked as they imagined it. So you have a region, two cities each, and you're contributing resources to this central construct, which I don't know which one we picked. And then you can see your neighboring city. Okay. It was very, it was a very pixely representation, but you can see their skyline change as they were building out their city. But you couldn't just look at their city. You couldn't actually just click on it and zoom in. You could, but you, it would get you, it would take you out of your city, obviously, because it's a bit shitty. It would take you into the region view. Then you have to, from the region view, you have to move into the city view. Okay. But it wasn't the case where you could, from your zoom into theirs. It's not very technically advanced. Okay, I think everyone was just really bitter about it because it was always online. And it was really flaky and it just seems really pointless. And the small. And it was really small. And the simulation was rubbish. 
And then I had a, one more, which was Destiny. I went to Gamescom. I went to the Destiny Theatre. And they gave us trading cards. Fake trading cards. They showed us the trailer of Destiny. They talked through it with a Q&A. From then I believed. Yeah, you were so pumped for Destiny. I was travelling back to the UK on the day of release. So I found some dodgy geezer who would sell me a copy of Destiny pre-street date. For cash, no receipt. At one point I was worried he'd just given me a case with no discs in. <laughs> Fair play to them. Okay, number one, it wasn't buggy. It worked at launch. No issue. But then... This is this is pure ting. I was enjoying the game until I saw the reviews. Yeah, you. <laughs> that is so you. I was really enjoying it, and then the reviews came in and tell and told me I shouldn't be enjoying this game. I'm a I'm a fool for enjoying this. So this is an interesting disconnect because I thought Master Ryan Three was absolute trash, and. The reviews for Master Ryan 3 actually all came out relatively good then. I guess my memory was wrong. They all actually said it was okay. No, the one... Well, one, the guy who recanted. Yeah. But, but his review said it was good until he admitted actually he'd been paid off, essentially. And, and you were saying the opposite. You, you thought it was actually really good until you saw the review said it should be bad. And then... But you obviously... You liked SimCity and all the reviews said SimCity was bad as well. I really like SimCity. You don't... If you play something for over 100 hours, you have a deeper connection to that game. Oh, but we played Destiny for... how? You've played Destiny for over 100 hours. Okay, yes. So the same logic applies. Ting likes shit games. I should play more shit games. Okay. I had, I had one more. Oh, Call of Duty Ghosts. But that was bought for me. But I did enjoy that, and I may have played 100 hours of that as well. Ghosts. Ghost is the PS4 one. It's the first PS4 one. Ghost is the one where they were hyping about the dog and the fish AI or something. The dog, yes, the dog. I have no idea if it was any good at all. It may be something ridiculous. So I may have finished on PS3 and then went on to finish on PS4. What, what is wrong with me? If a game is shit, why do I play it so hard? I think it's funny that you're the one... You asked me last time whether I would play a game if I wasn't enjoying it or I would play a game that was shit and then you're the one who's actually telling me that you played all these games that reviewed terribly. But then if you're enjoying it, then what does it matter what the review says? But review terribly is under 80 on Metacritic. For you? Okay. So you completed Ghosts twice. Yeah, on PS3 and on PS4. So there's another shit game... Which was bought for me. But I still found the motivation to complete it. Once on a PS3. In November 2013. And then I went on to complete on the PS4 in December 2013. Yes. Yeah, because this was a launch game for the PS4, wasn't it? Yes. So, presumably, they must have offered a free upgrade at the time. Uh, That's how I got both versions. But I was still crazy enough to play the single player campaign twice gosh i've just lost a lot of respect from a lot of people and i never had your respect so it's fine <laughs> yeah I'm, kind of <laughs> I'm tired and confused i think i'm still slightly jet lagged so nothing particularly surprises me at the moment it's like oh you did it twice oh okay in a few weeks time if you told me this i'd probably be like you what but i'm just kind of confused at the moment this seems like a slightly mad thing to do but how long is the campaign 
can't be that long. Six, seven hours. Oh, whatever. That's like playing a game of Undertale. True. But yeah. Playing Undertale twice is okay. Playing Call of Duty Ghosts twice might not be so okay. I guess there's only one ending. Yep. You really have to question what I thought would happen <laughs> second time round. Do you know how people watch the same film twice? Yeah. Thinking they've forgotten enough of it second time around that they'll enjoy it as a fresh experience. Whereas in reality, they should try and seek a fresh, a true new experience. Sometimes it's cathartic just to do something twice. It's just and relaxing. I think it's, um, what's his name? Who's the guy with the jaw? The motivational speaker. With the jaw? With the jaw. Massive square jaw, massive guy. I don't know. Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins? Okay, I have no idea who this guy is. So Tony Robbins believes that people love challenges. Also, they love surprises. I do love surprises. But people only love surprises that they do want, not surprises that they don't. Yeah, there you go. That. <laughs> and that's the same with TV and films. Is People pick the same films because they, like, they want surprise, but they want the comfort of a surprise they expect. That's true. <laughs> it's so funny. I think that is true. And, uh, yep, I'm just a typical human, then. I'm a slave to the human condition. So you're not a robot. Who knew? So, I don't even know when this was. Last week? What? Awesome Games Done Quick. Yeah, it caught me off guard. I knew it was January, but I didn't realise it was on while I was in the UK. I was actually going to say, oh, I didn't watch that much of it because it was while I was in the UK on holiday. But then if I'd been here at work, I probably wouldn't have watched much of it either. So I didn't watch that much of it because I don't actually have that much time to watch these things. But I watched the highlights. They put it up on YouTube, fortunately. So I watched some of the runs that I like to watch. Well, we should probably just to, to give you some context. Then. Awesome Games Done Quick. It's a speed running marathon. It's a week long. It's in some hotel somewhere in the US, I have no idea where it physically is, but they bring together hundreds of speedrunners and they just speedrun games continuously for seven days. So Awesome Games Done Quick is raising money for the Prevent Cancer Foundation and they raised over a million dollars as I think they have done for the last, certainly the last couple of years. Yeah, speedrunning games, so they'll, they'll try and complete the game as quickly as possible. Sometimes there'll be other funny conditions attached, like reverse boss order, so they'll try and play the game, but fighting all the bosses in the opposite order, so they'll kill the final boss first, and then work backwards all the way up to the first boss, by which time they'll be hugely overpowered. So the run will start out really difficult and then get easier. Or sometimes they'll just do a showcase where they'll just show off lots of crazy tricks. I don't know, is there anything else you feel? You were starting off with... Games you'd like to watch. Games I like to watch, yeah. Because speedruns, I think, can be very entertaining to watch, but they only really make sense if you've played the game. So if you've never seen the game before and you watch it just a speedrun of it, a lot of the time it's actually not that exciting because the game makes no sense because you're trying to get through the game as quickly as possible. So often they'll be skipping through the cutscenes, they'll be skipping over the good bits, and they'll just be trying to move as fast as possible and if you've played the game and you see what they're doing you know how difficult it is to do some of these things they're doing or you'll see them do something and it will look outrageous because like that's not what's meant to happen uh, but if you've never played the game then often it just looks very strange because they're just jumping around a lot and it's just can be a bit bland or it can still sometimes be very entertaining it depends a lot on the game 
I, as I've said before, I really like to watch Super Metroid speedruns because <laughs> they're generally very entertaining. The Mario Maker block this year, which is obviously a new one, was very good. And I really enjoy the um, the Taz block, Tool Sister speedrun block. Okay. So those are the things I particularly looked out for and watched. So let's start with the Metroid one. I watched, you told me to watch um, the Super Metroid run from Summer Games Done Quick last year. And it's a four-player race. And watching that as an as someone who's not played Super Metroid, you don't really <laughs> there's clapping, you don't know why. <laughs> People are are whooping and you don't know why. And only until you put the commentary or you know, pay attention to the commentary, or only with the help of commentary, do you appreciate that something is incredibly difficult and they're just making it look very easy. And unfortunately that's what you get as a a fresh viewer. It just looks incredibly easy. That's why I was saying I'd quite like it if one time we picked Super Metroid as the game and we played Super Metroid as originally intended, which takes about eight hours start to finish. And then you watch the speedrun again, just because then you'll realise quite how ridiculous it is. But yeah, anyway. Did you watch one this year? So I think there were two Super Metroid runs this year. There was two players, one controller, and there was a reverse boss order. Was the two-player one controller run a first time? The first time it's done? No, I think I, I think they actually did it last year as well. I've seen it done before. Yeah, it's quite a funny one, but I think it's one of those things where I think if you got two people who had no idea what they were doing and tried to make them play with one controller, it would be really tough. But because they're getting two really really good speedrunners to play it, they both kind of instinctively make the same decisions, and so they can almost just play how they would normally play, but their other hand isn't on a controller and they're just making the right decision. So what are the conditions of the the run? Is it no lives or no deaths? Yeah, I think it's no deaths straight from start to finish. Any percent. There's no particular restrictions. They just, they have to play two of them on one controller. How I, long is the run? Um, I don't actually remember. I didn't actually, the Super Metroid runs actually this year, I didn't watch it in too much detail. I actually skipped through them quite a lot. Okay. So I don't actually know the I don't actually know the full time this year. They're pretty quick. I think they're like sub one hour. Yeah, that's what I remember. Reverse boss order might be longer because reverse boss order is actually really tough. So how does the reverse boss order one work? Reverse boss order is crazy. So you're trying to fight the bosses in reverse order. There's a lot of items in Super Metroid that are supposed to improve your survivability and are supposed to improve your maneuverability. So by the time you fight the last boss that you can get to without killing all the bosses, uh, which is Ridley, you're supposed to have a suit that lets you move through liquids without impediment, which is a gravity suit, and another suit that halves the damage you take and prevents you from taking damage in hot rooms, uh, which is the various suit. So without the various suit, if you're standing in certain rooms, you're just taking constant damage. You're taking like more than one damage per second, just being in the room. And so... To do reverse boss order, you have to fight through this area, moving through treacle, because you don't have the move freely through liquid suit, taking constant damage because you don't have the heat protection suit, and still kill the boss without dying. It's completely ludicrous. So they don't just put you in the in no, the room. You have to. You the game starts and you have to fight your way to the last boss with without any of the items you're supposed to get 
to fight that boss because you unlock those items by killing earlier bosses. So you can't get them because you have to kill the last boss first. And the game doesn't put you in some complete state just because you've killed the last boss. No. So Super Metroid Super Metroid is an interesting game for speedrunning and sequence breaking because it doesn't work like that. The items you've got are the items you've got. So if you want to fight the last boss first, you can do it, but it's really tough. It's it's outrageous quite how tough it is and quite how on the edge of death they were. Like they kill they kill the boss and they've got maybe like 30 energy left and it's constantly ticking down because they're in a hot room and it's going to get to zero before they can get out the room. But when the boss dies, it just drops those of energy and they manage to pick up an energy when they're on literally one energy left and it gives them enough time to get out the room. It's mind blowing. So it's a really entertaining run if you've played the game before and you understand quite how ridiculous it is that they're doing it. But if you've not played the game before, you probably don't appreciate it. It's it's a funny one. That's what I mean. It sounds like the setup is quite interesting. So everyone is quite hyped for it, right? So you must be able to feel that that tension atmosphere must sort of come. Yeah, because I think a lot of the a lot of people who well certainly a lot of people who will be in the room at Awesome Games and Quick will have played Super Metroid and they'll know quite how crazy it is to do this run. Just hearing about it sounds crazy. Yeah, it's I mean it's a really tough game. I'm trying to think. I mean, there's. But you've never played a Metroidvania, so you probably haven't played anything equivalent to this. I played Prime. Okay, so that, so it will be like, yeah. Prime is a similar kind of premise, I guess. So next up is Mar- Mario Maker. Mario Maker. Yeah, the Mario Maker block. Again, very entertaining and really clever. And as well as the Super Beard Brothers Kaizo runs, the levels that they picked for this, or the levels that they designed specially for this, made me think wow, this is what you can do with Mario Maker. They were some very, very imaginative and cruel but fun levels. So as I understand it, these levels were made specifically for the event. Yeah. So the guys hadn't seen, the guys, girls, hadn't seen the levels beforehand. Correct. So it was like a tag team race. They had two teams of, I think, three. Okay. And... All the people on the teams were themselves experienced speedrunners of Mario games. And they had um, various other YouTube celebrity level designers like Seth Bling, uh, Pan- is it Panga. Um, they made the levels and then they had to blind play through, I think, 10 levels that had been made specially for the event. And the first team to make it to the end was the winner. Oh, so there was no fail state. In terms of X fails? No, I mean, they were dying all the time. These were really tough levels. Like, the very first level set the tone, it was called Mr. Angry Wall or something. And they start the level, and you have to immediately start running because there's there's one of those little mole enemies, and on its head is stacked up like a, a massive tower of thwomps. And then it's on a conveyor belt, so it's running at you. And the conveyor belt's making it even faster, and you just have to sprint to try and avoid this like wall of death that's flying towards you at top speed. Yeah, all the levels were similarly crazy. I think there was another one called like Killbox, where each each room you open it with a P switch and it just releases tons of enemies, and you have to somehow make it through this room of death. Are there moments where they pause to take stock of what the level's trying to do? And so, they, is it is it become like a puzzle game? Uh, so it, it varied on some of the levels because it was like a tag team race. The people who weren't actively racing were were watching their own team screen or the other team screen to see what was coming up next. So yeah, there was an element of that. That's quite cool. 
I might try and watch that actually. Yeah, you should. You should or you should play some of the levels. Oh yeah, they're because... all available for download. Yeah, you should maybe you should just look up the levels and try playing them first. Okay, and the final block was the Taz block. Taz being TAS Tool Assisted Speedrun. So, were you aware of these before, like the, as a thing? Only because you had told me about them. So, a tool assisted speedrun. Essentially, it's the same thing as speedrunning a game, where you're trying to complete the game as fast as possible. But a tool assisted speedrun is where they will play the game on an emulator and making use of frame advance and save states. They will play the game in an absolutely frame perfect way. And because they can essentially see the future, because they can do something, if it doesn't work out, restore a save state, they can also do things like manipulate luck. So, you know, they need something to drop a key. Uh, They kill it and it doesn't drop a key. Well, they can go back and do something slightly different to try and manipulate the random number generator so it does drop a key. So they can play in such a way that they'll have perfect luck and perfect skills to dodge and jump and hit everything exactly right. So when you watch a tool-assisted speedrun, you're essentially looking at a perfect playthrough of the game. And they're getting better all the time. There's, there's competition between other tool-assisted speedrunners to try and make their run more perfect than the others. And it's, it's got to the point now is also where it's not just about being as fast as possible, but about being as entertaining as possible. So there'll be separate categories on tazvideos.org is the site that I generally look at for these, uh, where there'll be the fastest run but they'll also be the most entertaining run where sometimes they'll just have a showcase where they're not even trying to finish it they're just trying to show all these amazing things you can do when you've got perfect control of the game so in the Taz block at Awesome Games Done Quick they have a robot called Tazbot who looks like one of those NES Rob the Robot game accessories but that's just for show really it's some custom I think it's a Raspberry Pi maybe and some input, you know, input output serial controllers and stuff that they will hook up to the console and they'll play an a Taz video replay file into a real console. So just to prove that it's not just on an emulator. Because the emulators are essentially perfect now, you can replay a Taz video done on an emulator on a real console and it will work. And just showing just showing what you could do if you were a perfect player. I think in the past they just showed some videos of playing the game perfectly and finishing it really, really fast. Uh, and actually they did that this year as well, just showing Mario Kart 64, completing the Star Cup and having lap times of like five seconds by doing crazy tricks. Uh, but the most entertaining things were the, um, what they call a the total control of the game. So they will... Well, I, I don't know. Do you want to say anything before I go on? I wanted to talk about just even the tool-assisted stuff. Can we go back there? Yeah, yeah, sure. With the tool-assisted speedrun, things are done perfectly. Yeah. How are things done perfectly? Because you're still still a button press. They they can control the emulator to the point at which they will they'll pick what buttons they want to input that frame, and then they'll tell the emulator advance one frame. So it's all decoded in advance. Yeah. Really? Okay, so I thought when I heard tool-assisted speedrun, it's you're still putting in manual input, but with some no. assistance in as an intermediary. No, no. So they, they make what's called a replay file. So they'll they'll play the game at, say, one frame at a time. Or they'll play it faster, but then they'll 
go back and figure out what they did wrong. And then after all is said and done and they finish the game, they will just replay the, the inputs that they made at full speed just to watch it. So when you watch a Tool Assistant speedrun, you'll see it finish the game in five minutes, but it may have taken dozens of hours to make that five minute input file. And beyond that as well now, I think in the early days it was like I'm describing it, where they would advance at one frame and figure out the controls and maybe restore a save state. But there are scripting languages in the emulators now, so they'll, they will write a script and say, well, I want this outcome, figure out how to do it. And then the emulator will just run through the script and do lots and lots of random things until it finds one where this outcome happens. That's and once they make the replay file, yeah, they can just play the replay into the console or into an emulator or into the console. Okay. So talk about the, the two runs. Well, or the three, there were three very entertaining runs. So, or the three that I found most entertaining at Awesome Games and Quick this year. There was a Brain Age, kind of essentially a showcase. So that wasn't doing it fast at all. That was just doing it a very amusing thing. So if you played Brain Age? No. Uh, it's on the DS, like Train Your Brain. Uh, there's a mode where you have to solve maths problems as fast as you can. So it'll give you a hundred simple math problems like six times seven, four minus three, whatever. And you've got, to, you've got to write the number on the DS touchscreen. And it's got basic handwriting recognition to try and figure out what number you wrote. So in this run, instead of writing the number, it just draws funny pictures. But whatever picture it draws, Brain Age just decides that you've drawn the right number. Like, I don't know how they're doing that. Pictures of Doge, pictures of Mario, Sonic, whatever. And, and they also briefly hook it up to Twitch chat and have it write out what people have been chatting into Twitch just to prove they can. And, and again, this is on a real DS. So that was quite good. Uh, just That was just a showcase. And then the other fun one, they make Mario Maker in Super Mario World. It's a total control. So they will essentially corrupt the game such that it's accepting controller input as, as instructions to run and they'll reprogram the main game loop in memory because they can't change the ROM, but they can change the RAM. So they'll, they'll reprogram the main game loop in memory so that instead of just running the game, it's uh, essentially running a level editor as well. And they use it to recreate one of the levels they made in the Mario Maker block in Super Mario World and then play it. And then they hook it up to Twitch chat and it all goes horribly wrong. Again, it's another case of, wow, I did not know they could do that. I keep remembering more speedruns from the from the thing that I watched. At least it's not on a tangent. Uh, no, it's not. It's not a tangent. It's, it's, a, it's tangent. another one where I'm just remembering, oh, I'm just thinking of all the funny memory corruption bugs they do because I've seen this memory corruption stuff done before when they call a zero exit run. So they actually had a race. It's only a few minutes long of a zero exit Super Mario World run where you essentially corrupt memory and write an instruction that says jump to the end credits and then trick the SNES into running that instruction by jumping on particular enemies and messing around that way. And it's essentially the same trick they use, but they make it jump to some bit of code that lets them read the controller inputs as if they're instructions and use that to write a simple editor, essentially, and then use that editor to bootstrap a more complicated one and then input Mario Maker, basically. Uh, it's pretty crazy to watch. And then my favourite one was the Super Mario 3 hack, because that was, that was to me the most surprising. Just because it was so funny. 
So they... Oh, I don't think I can do it justice. I think it's one of the things you just have to watch it. If you play Super Mario Bros. 3, because you watched it and you were just kind of confused though, weren't you? You didn't really get it. No, I didn't get it. It wasn't as obvious as Mario World. The, the joke is that they make it they make it look like it's a backdoor in Super Mario 3, like Shigeru Miyamoto, Super Mario Bros. 3 backdoor. It's like, oh, you found my secret. You know, we had a bet when people discovered this. I guess 1994, how'd I do, you know? But it's all a joke, obviously. This doesn't exist. The whole thing is being written as they go. And Color a Dinosaur, which I think is like a, a TazVideos.org joke. There were lots of joke speedruns of some Color a Dinosaur cartridge or something. So that's why they put that in. Yeah, and then they, they hack a Super Metroid power up, the Speed Booster and the Shine Spark power into Super Mario 3. And then they hack the VVV Gravity Reversal power into it. It's just they're really messing with it. And they're doing it in the guise of like a command prompt with like color a dinosaur. It's like, nice, like pseudo color a dinosaur. And it's like, okay, let's go. I don't know. I found that one really funny, but I guess maybe that one's more amusing if you've played Super Mario 3. And Metroid. And Metroid, which it turns out you've not played either. No. I should really know this by now, but for some reason, I'm constantly surprised that you've not played these games. I have nothing more to say. (laughs) Did you go through the whole schedule looking for stuff? Or you'll always watch the same stuff? Uh, yeah, I did skim through the schedule to see what was on. I mean, and I did I did bring it up a few times just to watch the actual live stream. But, you know, often it was a really inconvenient time. So it's like when I was free, it was quite late at night. It's like, I actually probably need to sleep. So I've mostly just been watching the ones I'm interested in on YouTube. And yeah, it's largely the same ones each time. So the Mario runs, the Metroid runs... The Zelda runs and the Taz block. Oh, oh, did you watch the Zelda runs this year? Yeah, I, again, Zelda was uh, Zelda's also reverse boss order this year, and they're showing crazy, crazy stuff. Zelda, I'm actually less familiar with. I've seen Taz videos of Zelda, which are really messed up, but I haven't seen that many normal speedruns of Zelda. So seeing them do some of the tricks, uh, I'd never seen them before, and I was quite confused. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of weird ones involving like drinking a potion as you walk through a door to like warp through things or save and quit as you're falling and you fall through the floor and stuff. Yeah, clever. I didn't I didn't even know that reverse boss order was a thing you could do on Zelda. Zelda 3, this is, so. <laughs> you're making a funny face. I don't know. I don't know where to go from here. How did you fall into watching all this speedrunning stuff? Because I should get a life. I don't know. That's not the answer. That's, That's not, the, not answer. the answer. I think I actually discovered it through Super Metroid originally. Uh, there was some website called Metroid 2002 or something, and it was showing lots of Metroid and Metroid Prime hacks and tricks. And on there, I think they had speed runs. And then from there, I found this speed demos archive where they do lots of human speed runs. And I think from there, I then discovered these emulator replay videos so between those those things i somehow ended up at tazvideos.org so before all the awesome games done quick events you you knew about this already about speedruns and tool assisted speedruns yes okay yeah they've had quite a presence on the internet for a while yeah so i only first i was exposed to it through those events and i watched it because i needed to see more zelda (laughs) 3d zelda unfortunately as well it was a way to experience the, the Zeldas I didn't bother playing. Which ones? Wait, you, oh, you've never played. You've never played the 2D Zeldas, have you? No. Yeah. Sorry, I said it just now, but I'm still constantly surprised every time. 
on that crushing note. I, you know what? I've got such proper leg ache from this. I don't stand before. I've sat here in this position many a times. You know what? Well, 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 we've had we've had old. we've had like what a one month break from recording anything. <sighs> Just uh, lost. And yeah, we've lost the ability, lost the stamina. I think we've yeah. lost the ability to sit still for this long. Can I say you've gained an age? <laughs> I've gained I've gained a year of misery. Uh, we've lost the ability to talk at the microphone. I've no idea what the audio quality is going to be like. I seem to have gained ghosts or maybe rats in the flat. You you still have jet lag? I still have jet lag. And you, your memory's gone to pot. Yeah. That may have been the case last year. <laughs> it though. may have been the case last year as well. We've gained Destiny the Taken King. I, I think that might be a negative as well. I'm still not playing the 2D Zeldas nor 2D Metroid games. Correct. A terrible start to 2016. It's all downhill from here. Yeah, we're not we're not bettering ourselves. Or, or maybe things can only get better. Who knows? I feel there. We, we can go. We can go low. We can go even lower. Even oh my god! There's no jingle. How late is it? We can go even lower. This is a truly British podcast. What? Complaining? Being miserable? Well, at least we're not flooded. At, at least we're we're not underwater. We're not in the north. Oh gosh, you say that. Those pipes sounded proper ropey just now. Yeah, there's something. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in this flat. I don't know what's going on in this flat. Yeah, we had such a long break off, but we're still woefully unprepared for this episode. We, it's like, it's like we said last time, we really need to prepare a bit more for these. I think we try to prepare. This one's quite well prepared. Yeah, I'm not sure it's. I'm not sure it's improved things at all. I think we are okay. The three sections are are clear and defined. Really? I'm not sure that's a good thing. <laughs> you're, you, you, you're, don't, you don't believe sections are the answer. I don't believe sections are the answer, yeah. But at least it means everything... Everything... No matter, no matter how tenuous it is... It's right place. Yes. Is within that half, yeah, half now. Okay. <laughs> you're just talking to yourself. <laughs> I, at the moment I realised I, you could hear what I was saying, I decided to continue... <laughs> These things are weird. This microphone picks up everything. Have you seen Radiohead Live? Yes. Very good. Several times. Amazing. What does 2016 bring? Actually, we never said. What's your New Year's resolution? I don't need. I don't need resolutions. I want to say something really, really annoying and frustrating. Oh, go on then. I might strangle you afterwards. I'm the perf. <laughs> what? This is the, you know, perfect version of Ting. Fucking hell. What did I say that? I've never said that. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Can't better myself? You can't better yourself. Yeah. Okay. Fucking hell. And that's, that's, that's very ironic because the second you say that, there are many things. <laughs> it's like, well, you could have some humility. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Normally the resolutions are side project. I'm here. Boom. Oh, yeah gym i have a personal trainer boom well done done that's it usually yeah okay okay and here's another one but this might be very fleeting value each interaction i have with people <laughs> so hippie in new age <laughs> okay the qu- real question is will you now refer to me as a hippie just because I've said that, or is that not enough to push me over the barrier, over the line? 
to be honest, I'll probably forget you said it in about three hours. <laughs> like, that's how bad my memory is at the moment. Okay. So, so we'll see if I remember it next time. I'm not going to remind you. I'm not going to test you. <laughs> see whether you value every interaction with me. What, if I ever see you being rude, I'm like, dang, did you value that interaction? <laughs> You're such a... You know too much. <laughs> okay, I gave you three, okay? Granted, they may not be... I gave you three and you can mock me with one. So you got to better that. I think I tend to be less miserable. I think I'd be less, less negative. I'm like in the most negative, like the most negative person right now. Please, someone write in. Someone, look, give Mike something to cheer about, please. <laughs> this is going to be awful. It's going to be like, so I lost my leg to gangrene. I'll be like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> I feel bad now. No, I just feel depressed perspective perspective yeah i've got no perspective but i don't really want to gain perspective by say losing a leg or <laughs> being painless and living in a hovel you can live in a hovel we can sort that out right you know give me a week <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna like blow all the pipes in this flat or something it's my shit all over your flat <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure how much of this we can keep we might, have to, we might have to do some aggressive editing here. What I really want is a non-gaming podcast, but we just might... Like like Hello Internet, where you just talk about garbage. But it, it might sound like we're high, though, whilst we're <laughs> recording it. That could be arranged. Actually, probably not, seeing as I've already had a run-in with the law today. <laughs> right. They're on you. Yeah. Jeez. <sighs> yeah, I've had a shit start to the year. What can I say? Some people might say I complain too much as well. Okay, so resolution number one is to be less miserable. Number two? <laughs> oh, I need what? I need, I need two and three. Of course, I gave you three. Oh dear, I don't know. I don't really have any more. I'm not sure having more is going to... Well, you know, I said I should go to the gym. I'm going to the gym as well. Boom. There you two. Go. That's two. You're crushing one of them, I tell you now. <laughs> okay. Oh, I don't know. Sleep more? Sleep get more sleep I, I don't think that one's very likely but i should try do you sleep cycle I, I did for a little while after you convinced me to try it and all it did was show me that i'm getting like five hours of sleep and i thought five hours isn't too bad but actually it's quite bad it's pretty bad yeah i need more sleep i actually don't function properly with little sleep i need a lot of sleep have you done anything bad to remind you that you need a lot of sleep have you walked into a glass door Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, I have actually. What have I done? Another thing I did a few weeks ago, I tried to open a door and it didn't open. And it was one of those electric maglock doors. So I pushed the button, tried to open the door and it didn't open. And I called the guy over and said, there's something wrong with the door. It doesn't open. And I was clicking it and pulling it. And he said, push the door. And I pushed it and it opened. And I was like, wow, I'm a moron. Have there been instances where you've literally thrown away money because of your tiredness? Like what? So I have a friend who left money at the cash machine. Oh, I haven't done that. At least I don't remember having done that. Or you've paid like a $500 note thinking it was a $100 note. Oh, I have done that. I have done that. I think I, think I once left a massive tip because I left a wrong note. But that's not because of your tiredness. Uh, I think everything really stems from the tiredness. Okay. And have you really PK'd a social interaction because of your tiredness? Wait, wait, PK'd? Pot guide a... <laughs> what? This, 
I, I don't speak Cantonese. This one I actually don't know. Oh, <laughs> You're going to have to explain this. What is... <laughs> I feel like this is trading into like... F up, then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A social interaction. Yeah. Oh, probably. I don't know. I can't remember a specific situation. Another one. How you, Have you been so tired that you've got this phantom eye twitch going on? No. At least I don't think so. Well, you would know because you, you, it really feels like you're twitching in your left or right eye, but the reality is no one can see it, but you're c- certain you're twitching. I I think you might have Parkinson's and you should probably see a doctor about that. I don't have that. Fine. Okay. I've gone through phases though. Okay. No. I've fallen asleep in a meeting. Have you fallen asleep at in a pub on public transport? Oh yeah, all the time. In a public restaurant? Yes. Yesterday, in fact. <laughs> As opposed to a private restaurant thing. A <laughs> private restaurant. Yes, I fell asleep in the restaurant yesterday. At a bar? Yes. Club? Yes. I fall, oh. I fall asleep standing up before at a club. Since you've been working in Hong Kong? Yes. You need more sleep. Yeah, I do need Dude. more Dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is awful. What happened to this podcast? Maybe we should cut it 10 minutes ago. This is a terrible section. We should laugh. We should. This section. Well, why have I just inflicted another section upon us all? Section. Bullshit section. At least this feels slightly less dry than earlier. I know. Is it? Is it? There's definite this fire is, in this. This is the problem with sections, you see. This is the problem with sections. You can have all the sections you like, but then they're just a bit stilted. We should call the uh, podcast sections. For sure. <laughs> Section. You could, oh, you could be sectioned. <laughs> That's to Yeah. I haven't been sectioned, though. That would be a real low point. Imagine. Yeah, that would be bad. Then I think that would definitely be the worst year ever. Then again, I might get more sleep. I wouldn't have much else to do. The thing is that the beauty of the English... The, the beauty of the English language is you can mean a lot by saying the same thing. You could easily be sectioned in Hong Kong, I feel. <laughs> no one understand what the hell you're saying. Oh, I would. Yeah. Is this a very British tone of phrase? <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a panda, so no one on will appreciate my... will, will let me vouch for you. <laughs> Sorry, uh, is this a very British... What, the word to, to section someone? I think that's a standard medical term, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Sorry, this last 10 minutes has been a bit of a roller coaster. Emotionally. Emotionally, yeah, I feel quite drained. You fizzing this this freaking microphone. You know what? Look, can you hear the can you hear the fizzing? Can you hear the Maybe my coat's gone flat. No, it hasn't. You um, know what? I actually looked into hang on, I'm gonna put this coat down. I actually looked into buying a dynamic mic because I thought Maybe we'll just make it much easier to edit the podcast. We won't have to deal with cutting out all the noise and all the random poltergeists and pipes burbling and rats. Um, dogs barking three streets away. Trucks honking their horns or, you know, but yeah, I looked into buying like a Shure SM7 or something. It's like $300. Jeez. Jeez. Who, who, who can afford one of those? Sir Michael can. <laughs> Put words in my mouth, young Ting Ting. Um, yeah, that's quite that's a quite significant investment. It's like because you need two mics and a don't, mixer. 
Don't do it. I'm just saying, because it's an obvious answer to an obvious question. Yeah, that would be crazy. I Don't think, do it, please. I think I think we'd have to have quite a successful podcast before we even contemplated doing that. Yeah. I.e. more than like one download. Because if you're buying that equipment with one download, imagine what you'd buy if you had a thousand. I don't want to imagine. So, yeah, so we need to buy a Ferrari for the podcast. It's like, why? It's like a natural scaling problem. Don't do it. Yeah, maybe maybe if we ever hit more than like one download, <laughs> we'll consider it. It's not that bad. We have more than one download. Yeah, okay, you're right. We've got more than one download. I've got three devices. That's three downloads. Yeah, exactly. And I and I often download it more than once when I'm testing that I've managed to upload it properly. So good. So that's five downloads. As yeah, well. at least. On that positive note, mm-hmm. we were Lost Levels Club. No, I know I did that. <laughs> we need a jingle. I, did tr- I tried to find a jingle. I failed. I'll try harder. We still are Lost Levels Club. Are we a sad Lost Levels Club? Definitely not. <laughs> don't let Sir Michael. Don't, don't let me drag the mood down with my face. <laughs> with your face? Don't let me suck all the joy out of the room. Don't worry. I will keep Sir Michael from being sectioned. <laughs> this is so dark and weird. He's taking a dark turn. You know what? This whole section is a tangent. Have you realised? We've been, we've been on a tangent for 15 whole minutes. <laughs> it's, it's, but the beauty of the tangent is actually it's got to a stage where it can sit as a section in its own right. <laughs> Called Resolutions of 2016. Okay, sorry. Please continue wrapping this up. Please rate and subscribe to us. We are on Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. We're on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. We're on Twitch. Oh, yeah, we're on Twitch now. Yeah. Lost I, Levels Club. Is it Lost Levels Club? Yep. What else do we need? We're on Reddit. We're on Reddit slash r slash Lost Levels Club. Only I post there. Please, someone post there. It's lonely. Please, because seriously, we've got to turn around Mike's 2016. Please. Yeah, it's... it's As we record this, it's the 16th of January. It's... Uh, it's just like... Imagine. You can hear it in the growl. If it gets desperate, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start calling you out individually. I know who's listening to this. Sort your lives out, please. <laughs> Otherwise... I'm going to start naming and shaming you. <laughs> to cheer me up. <laughs> and then Michael notes just a pity post. <laughs> a pity post. I don't know if that's better or worse. It's worse. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. I was, I was trying to lie to myself there. Thanks a lot. After all that, though, Mike still has a lot of love for you. So he definitely still loves you. Yeah, yeah, let's just say that. (laughs) Bye, love you, bye! Bye.